Hello and welcome to episode 12 of From Deep. I am your host Luke Jansen and we are here today again with my boy Phil Wiseman. Phil, say hello. Let's talk some basketball, you Saturn Ash. <laughs> oh my goodness, Phil has been captured and replaced by an Irish Phil. I like it. Or a Scottish Phil. <laughs> However you want to take it. But we got a great show in store for you today. We got From Deep NBA Playoffs, which have kind of been the consistent ones. But today, something new for the show. We are going to be opening up our 2021 NBA Playoffs series packs from Top Shots and seeing which moments we get. It's really exciting. If you don't know what Top Shots is, I highly suggest you check that out later in the show because it's going to be pretty fun. Absolutely. Top Shot is a trend that is shaping the nation. NFTs, if you don't know what those are, I'm not going to be able to tell you the abbreviation, but they're cool things with Top Shot. That's all you got to know. They are really cool. We're going to jump into it later. But in the meantime, let's get here into the good stuff from deep. But first, Phil, we're going to have a rock, paper, scissors. It was a controversial win last week. Uh, you know, my brain said rock, but my fa- my hand said scissors. I was trying to cheat, I guess. But uh, mm-hmm. let's see, let's see what happens this week. Are you ready? I for have that? my dukes up, ready to go. Let's do it. Uh, hopefully, my brain and my hands work together today. One can hope. Three, two, one. Scissors. Paper. Hey, you got it. Good. All right, you. and like, for those that don't see it uh, visually, there was scissors held up, and. My my brain said so as well. So this this is good. I'm a dominant. We're, we can stop the podcast. We've we've won tonight, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, so go. it's all over. Uh, <laughs> Phil, you got the rest of the podcast. I'm gonna take the night off. Uh, I think I just swept you. That's a gentleman's sweep now, four one. Um, mm. So yeah. So I, me and Bob of... in the background got it. Bob the plant, you know, we got it. Best of luck with the rest of the pod. Enjoy it. I'm out. <laughs> all right. All right. So question my question myself. first. Uh, <laughs> are you ready for this, Phil? Let's in this time. Let's I'm see that transition, baby. Yeah. Swish. Everybody's here for the swish because it just sounds so pretty. So my question to you, Phil, is if you had to have one NBA team and their team name be a player for you, which team would you pick? To further emphasize what I'm saying, if you had the Memphis Grizzlies, for example, you would have a Grizzly playing in your starting five. If you had mm, the Minnesota Timberwolves, you would have a Timberwolf playing on your side. So which team would you pick to have their mascot or, or team name play with you? So mind you, they do have to play some type of basketball. Or, you know, you could have a grizzly bear potentially be like a, a, a five just in the paint, you know, keeping everybody away. I don't think anyone would want to be taking a layup on a grizzly bear. But you're now also running in a transition <laughs> offense with a grizzly bear as your five. So, you know, who knows what's going to happen? So what are you you thinking, Phil? Mm, Let me get, let me switch over to your face. Yeah. Well, you you would have just seen me staring off. Were you prepared for this question? No, you would have just seen me staring (laughs) off into the distance like this. Uh. (laughs) It's a great question though. It it is a very good question. You know what it brought to, brought to me to mind on, and I'll just talk for a minute here while you you think it's, I have no idea what some of this stuff is. Like, does anybody know Mm. what a clipper is? Like they talk or a Laker, like a like a Clipper, like hair Clippers, like in Laker. I don't know. I have no idea what a Laker is. Um, What's a Pacer? Yeah. Well, I figured like maybe a Pacer. You could go like runner, like a Pacer. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Like like something like that. Um, But yeah, the Spurs. I I wonder if the Spurs meant like a cowboy because they do. I think it's like a cowboy. Yeah. Yeah, because they have the. 
oh, I don't know, the spur wheel that went on the cowboy boots back in the day. Yeah, their yeah, logo. Absolutely. I never really, really thought about that, but yeah, I'm assuming that was meant to be a cowboy. The Trailblazers, that's kind of a cool one, you know. They, what is a Trailblazer though? Um, I mean, like someone that leads the way, someone that's cutting forward, cutting edge, right? So it, either way, it, it brought in some Denver Nuggets, a golden nugget. But yeah, Phil, what uh, what team would you pick? I think the Washington Wizards. A wizard on your team is going to be very good. Yep. I think if it's a proper wizard, if we're talking like a Harry Potter they have wizard. To play. They have to play, right? So they do have oh, to play yeah. ball. Well, they can make themselves grow tall. They can they can trick the other team to score on themselves. Yep. They can I trick like the ref to be on their side. <laughs> a wizard. <laughs> this is not the foul you are looking for. <laughs> exactly. Well, <laughs> technical. You're out of here. Okay. Is that, is that what you're thinking? Or yeah, you no, no, that's great. I, I, the wizards was going to be my pick. But now you've you've now made me have to uh, change my angles. Um, Orlando Magic could be similar, right? I was thinking a Magic or a Wizard, right? Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know what though? I'm I'm gonna go a little bit off here and go with something that uh, that you weren't expecting, and it's gonna be the Utah Jazz, because we're gonna play sweet sweet jazz to lull the pony <laughs> team. I was sleep. also thinking a Raptor too. Oh, a Raptor, the Raptor could be a good. Raptor one. can't hold a basketball. Just be terrible. no. <laughs> <laughs> what a That's jazz a great noise. I don't know if you've ever watched Parks and Rec. Uh, Ron Swanson. I haven't. Ron I Swanson haven't. is this wonderful jazz player that just sweeps all the lady off their feet. And I just feel like you could throw a jazz player onto the court, just playing sweet, sweet jazz while you're trying to shoot a three, and just like you just miss because <laughs> you're just so brought over by the music. You just start to dance, mm. and we know our NBA players mm. like to dance. So mm. I. I lock and load my answer with the utah jazz i will have a jazz player on my team with a sax going up and down the floor shooting threes and playing sweet sweet music and you have locked like your that. answer in as a washington wizard um and he's going to be doing met jedi mind tricks and pulling off all types of of fun stuff okay absolutely absolutely i think that's the way to do it but if you guys have a better answer let us know you can go to the Facebook messages you can go i, I was thinking because of the luck of the irish a golden state warrior <laughs> yes you could have a warrior on there there's some good a ones for sure a good one the mm -hmm. nets you know yeah whenever you just you could just multiply the nets or you could be a fake you net. could put a fake net you could exactly. put a fake net or you know you could be the golden state warriors that you could have uh you could use our iconic logo just put a bridge in there you know or, or i mean you could be the knickerbockers and just have a giant pair of underwear play for you it's your call <laughs> it's your call it's whatever the suns you just just burn everybody who's in the arena give everybody the heat the heat's just a yeah. flamethrower there's there's a lot of good options here although the only one that i definitely still have no idea and maybe someone can inform me is what in the world a laker is i just that's yeah yeah hey, we're gonna we're gonna look this up right now actually define laker <laughs> what is a laker a lake trout a ship constructed for carrying cargo on the great lakes if that's exactly what it's made out of i'm gonna laugh I hope that's what it is. <laughs> Although I feel like it's Los not because Los Angeles, Great Lakes. The yeah. Los Angeles Lake Trout. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. You see a fish oh, going that's in too good. Uh, What's the Lakers mascot? What is? Uh, what is the Lakers mascot? That's a great question. Los Angeles. Sorry, we're going on a deep dive uh, for anybody who's in here because now I'm, I'm interested. I hope you guys are too. This is where my brain goes sometimes. I'm I'm interested Los as Angeles, well. Lakers, what's going on with the Lakers? Um. The Los Angeles Lakers don't have a mascot. That's what I, I was trying to think of one. I they don't even think know of who anything. they are. They're, they're like, no. they looked it up. They're like Lake Trout. 
no, <laughs> no, we'd rather have, we'd rather have no mascot than be Electro. <laughs> I think that's. A, I just don't think that's very like you come out. You like, think it was Magic Johnson's like decision? You got Celtics, you got Raptors, and you got Lake Trail. Like, hi, Oklahoma <laughs> yeah. City Thunder. The Thunder would. Although it just be loud, loud noise. So whenever anyone goes up for a shot, you just go right in their ear and they miss. There's, there's lots of pistons, so you know, like it's a uh, car. Yeah. You should just bring a car out on the rockets, you know? There's, I mean, a buck and a bull is pretty good, too. Having a bull on There's a lot of good options. Buck. This could be its own, honestly, its own podcast. But this is this is where mm-hmm. we locked in. We locked in on Washington Wizards, and we locked in on Utah Jazz. And you tell us, uh, my my people that are watching us, our subscribers, what you would pick. Now, Phil, we're going to jump into your question. Rock and roll. Sure. So, don't know if you're watching game one, but we had... Uh, Good interaction between Quinn Snyder and Donovan Mitchell when the Jazz were down in the game. And Snyder is mic'd up and he said, this is where it's at. You know what I'm saying? You just got to keep your mind right and it overcomes everything. Just like you were doing, okay? Let's go. Do it on D and it will happen on O. For me, that was like iconic almost sports moment. Reminds me kind of of like Coach Carter, like one of those kind of speeches that the coach takes or says. Um, So my question for you, if you're a coach on the sideline, what would you say to motivate your player in this situation, Donovan Mitchell? What would you be saying on his end? I, I just thought that was an amazing moment. I'm really glad ESPN shared that. What would I be saying? Mm-hmm. Well, Phil, what do you think? What do you think I would say? Get into the mind of Luke for a second. What 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 do you think <laughs> me as our friendship over the last like 16 years? What do you what do you think I really would say to someone like that if we were down, Phil, and I had to motivate my players? I think you would be like Stephen A. Smith. What do you know about basketball? What what do you know about the game of basketball? Do you dribble the basketball? Do you shoot the basketball? Do you score the basketball? No, I shoot the basketball and score the basketball. <laughs> it's terrible, Stephen A. Smith, but that's imagining what I'm thinking you're saying. So well, yeah, no, I'd be like, hey, listen. Yeah, you lose the game, that's fine. I can grab a fan out there who'll play better in the way you are tonight, Donovan. <laughs> so um either you start <laughs> either you step up or you get out. So that would be that would be my motivational speech. I'm I'm a hard hitter. If I'm gonna ever gonna coach people, it's just like you're garbage, prove me otherwise, or sit on the bench and I'll find somebody to play less like garbage. I can see you coaching the peewees right now. Six and seven year olds crying, going to their parents, and never playing basketball this ain't again. This a game, son. This is real life. You miss buckets, people die. <laughs> and that's when little Timmy decided basketball wasn't for him, and he went to play soccer. That's fine. Cut him out early. He wasn't the MVP of the league. Get him out young. No, uh, <laughs> if you can't make it, no. Uh, yeah, no. I'm, I'm, I've always been one to to coach on the pulling out the best out of players by like. It would take a very strong player to play with a coach like me if I was to ever coach. I'm a, I'm a tough person. You did do some coaching, right? You yeah, do some I did. Coaching. I did, and I didn't obviously talk like that, but like I expected. No. I, if players are good and and they, I expect them to do what they should be doing. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just more of a harder coach in that way. I would just, mm-hmm. you know. It kind of like the LeBrons. Like if you're playing with the best of the best, like no matter what you say, you, you got to light a fire under them, especially in the playoffs. Yeah. So being like, come on, you got to play better. You got to do that. It doesn't work for everybody though. And that's why no, it's it interesting. Doesn't. Like, you know, you have some players that do really well with some coaching styles and some that don't, because it, it really depends on who the coach is as a person, right? Like yeah. some players might want a positive reinforcement 
and you as a coach obviously the the best coaches know how to deal with each single player each individual yeah mm-hmm. rather than being like this is how i am but if you you know get in the head of each player but yeah for me i i don't know donovan i'd probably he'd probably just try to light a fire on him i don't know if that's the mm-hmm. type of player he is but that'd be like you're playing like garbage donovan get better or get out I don't know. I just feel like that that ignites me. That's what gets me going. So I would hope that that would get him going. Yeah. Well, Mike Malone, speaking of different ways to kind of motivate people. So after they lost game two, he's, he went to the media and basically lambasted his team. Just absolutely said how bad they played, how awful they were. So there's obviously like different ways that coaches are trying to get into the minds to kind of motivate people. So you're right. Different strategies different strokes for different th- folks as they say yeah it's so. all hey for, uh playoff basketball is much mental as it is physical because you're playing the 100%. best of the best and if you're not all mentally there it doesn't matter if you're the best physical player you're not going to win you got to be there on both sides and as a coach it's really tough to na- navigate all the personalities of a of an nba roster absolutely absolutely and i guess this kind of leads into our just final from deep question here which is um, don't know if you would listen to the bill simmons podcast this uh they actually Friday, uh, they were debating about if Donovan Mitchell is a superstar. So when I was listening to that podcast, I was thinking about what is your definition of a superstar? What comes to mind when you think of a superstar? Is it like a certain player? So that's our insightful style? question. It's like, what is yeah, yeah, exactly. so our insightful question is what is your definition of a superstar this week? And yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of things that go into it. Um, to be a superstar because there's all-star mm-hmm. which means you're good but a superstar is like you're lebron james you're steph curry you're kevin durant mm-hmm. and like does donovan mitchell fit in that group first i would say my definition of a superstar it doesn't really have anything to do with with rings i i would say mm-hmm. um i mean that that debate can be for hall of fame that's where i think rings come into play um to be a superstar in the league you just have you have to have it and and you got to be and it's more than just playoffs because right now you could say donovan mitchell is just like he's like an nba playoff superstar the guy plays mm-hmm. unbelievable basketball i mean you can even look at trey young playing unbelievable basketball in the playoffs and like you're like these are these are playoff performers rondo right. rondo is a playoff performer obviously every year he's not as strong as he used to be but like no one was ever like mid-season oh rondo's a superstar but when he got to the playoffs prime rondo that is you could be like, oh man, this guy's a superstar. So I would say my yeah, definition of a su- superstar is like you're doing it all the time. You're doing it through the regular season, mm. you're doing it through the playoffs, you're doing it in the off season, whether you're going to the Olympics or whether you're playing for your your national team. It's like just in everything you do, you're you're a superstar. I mean, Russell Westbrook, cl- clear definition of a superstar. You set yourself apart from everybody else. So Donovan Mitchell is he a superstar? I would say no. I think he's a playoff superstar, but I, I I don't. When I think like when I name the names LeBron James and Steph Curry and James Harden, all these guys they have their thing and they're like the best at it, and that's what makes them a superstar. When I say the name Donovan Mitchell, I I can't say there's there's nothing that speaks to me that like oh yeah it's a superstar, an amazing player and, and killing it in the playoffs the last two years, one hundred percent, but. There's nothing that Donovan, he's just not, he's too young. I'll, I'll put it that he's 24. He's definitely on his way to stardom and superstardom. Um, but he's not done anything to me. That's like, oh, wow. That's Donovan Mitchell's go-to. Like nobody else does that better than Donovan Mitchell. 
So would you say Luka Doncic is a superstar? Yeah. Okay. And the reason yeah. I'd say that is because, again, when you think of those players, they do something so well that you're like, nobody else can do it. Maybe players previously have done it, of course, but I'm talking about in the league right now. Like, when you say the names, what is it they do? Kwai, the guy is robotic. When he's in the zone, that guy is unstoppable. It doesn't matter what mm-hmm. you throw at him. 17 to 25? Like, sure, he has this games where he's off and whatnot, but, like, these are Giannis. You mm-hmm. think of his pure athleticism and his ability to just get to the rim, his ability to be a, a, a humble leader. And then you got Donovan Mitchell, and I just say he's a good scorer, but that's that's all around the NBA. There's a ton of great scores. Yeah. I think he's taking, if he continues on the trajectory that he is on this playoffs, I think he's taking that step to superstardom, but I don't think he's there yet. No, and he's I also think it has a little bit to play with the market too, right? Like, you think of Utah, you don't necessarily think of a superstar in some ways. I think market has a bit to play as well with what you're saying as well. Yeah, 100%. And like I said, he's 24. A lot of players haven't built their superstardom by then. A lot no. of players don't get no. into who they are as a player until they're like 27, 28. Mid-20s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's mm-hmm. very few players like Luka is a, is a, you know, a generational talent that comes along every once in a while and just comes in and does things very different. Um, yeah. Zion Williamson. Again, not a great, you know, great. I wouldn't say he's a superstar yet because they haven't done a lot, but he's definitely, I would say he's closer to being a superstar than Donovan Mitchell, just in the sense of what new and unique things he's brought to the league. The impact on the game. Where I'm not going to deny that Donovan Mitchell is probably one of the best scorers in the league right now. I mean, he's, <laughs> he's, it's, he's torching teams. He's on un- score doesn't make you a superstar. But scoring doesn't make you a that. superstar. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think that's my my definition of a superstar is when you say the name, you're like, wow, that guy is this guy. And I just I just mm-hmm. don't think that's Donovan Mitchell yet. He's definitely on his oh, way yeah. though. Agreed. Agreed. Well said. That was a really good summary. Nice. Awesome. Uh so now we are gonna jump into the playoffs and they've been we are now officially into round two this week. Last week we still have one left to go, but let's listen to that big dunk. NBA playoffs. We are round two. It, things are heating up, Phil. It's been a ton of fun. Um, I know you've been probably watching a lot of the games, been catching a lot of the highlights. Um, let's first let's jump into the Jazz Clippers. They didn't play tonight, right? So it's still two zero for the Jazz. Tomorrow night on Saturday. Yeah. Okay. So going into Game Three, obviously the Jazz are up two nothing. The Clippers again are kind of looking. Uh, looking a little lost like they did against the Dallas. It's just like they, I don't know, for them, I feel like the Clippers just have to get, they need a coach like me. They need that fire lit under under them uh, a couple games in. They need they need to be in an underdog situation to start playing, it seems. And the only thing is, as you get farther and farther into the playoffs, the harder and harder it is to catch back up on a 2-0 down. So we'll see what happens. Um, right now, the Jazz are showing why they're team number one. Um, during this this. Uh, series we found out that gobert has got his third defensive player of the year congratulations Mm. that's awesome he's 28 that ties him for um so there's technically two people ahead of him which would be ben wallace and matumbo who have four defensive player of the years uh he's tied all time all time so currently you could say he's tied with dwight howard with three so technically he's in third although in the standings he'd be second if that makes sense because of the way it's it's rated um he's 28 there's a very, very likely chance he could grab secure a fourth. A fifth? Yeah. I don't know. Because we see a lot of, to be a defensive player of the year after 30 as a center. Although, again, I will say the centers are very, very different than what they used to be. 
Gobert could very well be the first guy we see late into his 30s be a, a huge defensive stopper. So, yeah, he's uh, he's been playing amazing. Um, it's it's unbelievable. Third defensive player of the year. That's no small feat. Um, like I said, the last person to do it to have three would be Dwight Howard, and that was prime Dwight Howard. So mm-hmm. Gobert is obviously doing his job. He's doing everything he needs to do for the for the Jazz. That big um, block on Marcus Morris at the end of game one to huge, stop him huge, from going. Huge recovery, man. Huge recovery. Jumped up, missed the block, turned around, and was still able to get up on there. And Marcus Morris is not a small player. Uh, so, you know, like that's mm-hmm. not a that's not an easy thing to do and get around and stop to. But, yeah. Uh, and I think the interesting thing that he was doing on that play as well that may have gone unnoticed was how he kind of feigned a little bit to the middle so that it, it opened it. up that possibility yeah. he baited it perfectly 100 yeah, yeah. i saw it. yeah he baited yeah. that he baited that like you and me doing 2k you know you, you kind of exactly right you bait mm-hmm. the player and, and great on him to realize is marcus or uh, the morris uh brother you know you don't mm-hmm. want Kawhi or paul george taking that shot you want marcus that's Moore. right it's marcus right that's the brother there yeah marcus yeah. i believe yeah, um marcus. that you want marcus taking that shot and i'm not going to take anything away from marcus marcus is a great player but like one, if I had to pick between him and Kawhi Leonard, <laughs> Marcus Morris taking that shot a hundred times out of a hundred times in Kawhi. So great play Absolutely. by him, great block. Um, another thing I kind of wanted to bring up about the series uh, last last game where you and me talked about, remember about the NBA Challenge um, mm-hmm. a couple of weeks back and whether they should add some or have more. And uh, so in the second quarter of the last game of the Jazz Clippers. Uh, they found this on Reddit, and I really liked it. It's 8 minutes, 57 seconds left. In the second quarter, Utah was down 10. Rudy Gobert was called for a charge while making a layup. Quinn Snyder challenged it, won the challenge. It turned it into a three-point swing, took the foul away from Rudy. Utah ended up winning by three. Gobert ended up with five fouls. Yeah, that's where the challenge comes in handy. It really brings into the conversation, though, is like, and a lot of the comments are, is like, if the coach gets it right, they should get a second one. I agree. And that was, I think, what our our conclusion was, right? Yep. If you win it, you should get another. So it's just an interesting thing, again, to show, like, in the playoffs, if that challenge didn't go through, there's a good chance Gobert's out, and there's a good chance they lose that game. So, uh, yeah, it was just to bring that up past that. But what have you what have been thinking of this series so far, Phil? I've been talking about it quite a bit already. No, I, I was. Um, I think you've, you've made the key points uh, for this series. I would say the Jazz have been really impressive. Um, the Clippers have been a little bit underwhelming. I would say you can really see the effect that the Jazz defense has, and the fact that they're winning without Mike Conley is really showing how much of a position of strength they're in. And that's why I think we're seeing Donovan Mitchell go off as to what he is right now. Uh, I think if if they lose Game Three. And Conley's still not healthy. I'd still sit him because you're up 2-1. You have a chance to go up 3-1 and head back home to clear clear off the series. Yep. I think it makes sense to kind of play coy, be a little safe with Conley's health. And if you want to make a run for the finals, you're going to need Mike Conley. You're not necessarily going to need Mike Conley to beat the Clippers because they don't really have a point guard there that can beat them. No. No, I mean, I mean, you know, Reggie Jackson's not a bad baller. But I mean, oh, Reggie but, Jackson's Reggie Jackson. He's, he's got to be... Yeah, they're not... Reggie Jackson got to be what top 20 guard? Yeah. Oh, like, top sure. 20 guard versus he's not like, like a, a superstar. 10? He's definitely a guy who can go yeah. and get your buckets, but he's not. Yeah. They can. They you think can of play. who they'll be playing in the next round, right? Like Chris yep. Paul and Devin Booker. You're yeah. going to want to play. You're going to want to have Mike You're Conley want healthy Mike for that Conley series. Out there. 100%. Yeah. Who is playing point for them? Because I know Jordan Clarkson. 
is their six man, but he does he play point? Who is who is playing point for Jordan Jack? Clarkson's been coming off the bench from my understanding. Uh Royce O'Neal. It may have been Royce O'Neal. Uh let me see here quickly for us. Uh oh, they've been starting uh, Joe Ingles. Joe Ingles as opposed to Jordan Clarkson. So okay. they've just been playing Ingles off and off and, and Donovan's been playing the point card. Been playing point, right, because he's he can yeah. easily play it. Okay. Yeah, no, it's it's been great. I mean the Clippers, um again, you, you're looking at them and you're like, What is going on with these guys? It's it's just their series curse, man. It's the Clippers curse. Um hundred percent. Well, you also look at how good the Jazz have been. Like Jordan Clarkson has been such a spark plug off the bench. Talk about an irrational confidence guy. This guy is just so confident in what he takes. So to give you an idea, he was the only player that scored off the bench for them that last game. No wow. other players scored, and they played four other guys or three other guys. And you time. need that. You need that off the bench. You need that guy mm-hmm. who's going to come out and get you buckets. That's what your six man is for, is to keep, mm-hmm. the, keep the game going. That when you take your starters off, you got a guy who's going to go out there and get you buckets. Um, you know, I'm looking at the Jazz team here too, and I don't know, if Phil, if you remember, but these guys went through a lot of big men the last couple of years. Oh, and everyone, ever. a lot of everyone kept judging them. Like, what are you guys doing? Why are you, why are you going through big man? They were running big man after big man after big man. And everyone's like, the, the game is changing. And now here we go. We're seeing jazz number one and they finally found the big man. So, uh, you know, I, if they win it this year, congrats to them because a lot of the time people are judging them and saying like, why are you trying to build around big men? They got their big mm-hmm. man. Now they've developed around that. And it's a, it's a pretty nasty team and Gobert obviously has shown that like as a center, it's still very important to have a defensive player of the year. He's, he's locking in their defense. Even when you have a team that's gone out, spread the floor, Gobert is a healthy athletic center who can get out and stretch and stop the threes too. And man, is it fun to watch? Absolutely. Well said. I think the big thing with the jazz as well is they have to keep them on the floor. If they're going to win, yes. they can't take them off the floor. They don't have another option. Yeah. Right? You got Derek favors who backs up, but, you know that's he he's was very good for a long time but he's not he's not rudy gobert he's a great yeah. backup but he's not he's not rudy gobert do you think the clippers have a chance to come back do you think the jazz have got this series i think you'd be silly not to assume that the, the clippers could fight back yeah I, uh, you know like i'm looking at the They're stats of the home. last couple of games here on, on my other screen and and you know you're seeing Kawhi who's having decent nights but nothing crazy um you know paul george has been playing well uh it's it's he's he's sneaky though because he's been playing well because he's getting points at the end of games he he was so not impactful these last two games really honestly you can see he's a secondary star versus a primary star that yeah. that would be the big conclusion i have from watching these is that and they don't have a leader that's what i was listening yeah. to all week and i agree, a vocal like, leader yeah mm-hmm. they don't have a they don't have a leader Kawhi leonard is a superstar in his own bout but he's not a leader and mm-hmm. And I don't say that in a bad way. I think Kawhi Leonard is is a leader in a way, but he's not he's not the guy that's gonna be pulling you to the side and saying you gotta do that. He's not a LeBron James, you know. He's just he's his own guy and he's gonna lead do by amazing. example. Yeah, he's lead by example, and that doesn't always work for a lot of players. You need that vocal leader. But then mm-hmm. that's and I think that's always been something the Clippers struggle with because they bring in all these like great players, superstars, and then you have all these big people who try to be the leader and there's just too many big personalities and big players in there that you can't, because when, when you go down their, their bench, like you have guys who have been in the league forever. Like you can't, yeah, it's just a lot of personalities on that team. And the Clippers have always struggled with that. It's hard to, hard to lead with that. 100%. But I think that's enough for that series. Let's jump on to the Suns Nuggets because that's where it's getting fun. The East, these would be a quick talk because there's not a ton going on right there, but uh, this jazz Clipper and Suns Nuggets, Suns Nuggets right now, Suns up two nothing. 
Um, obviously, the Nuggets are struggling without um, having a uh, main point guard. That's just been a big loss, and now we're finally starting to see it show up. Portland didn't take advantage of it. The Suns are are doing it big time. But as well as we found out with Gobert winning the Defensive Player of the Year for the third time, Nikola had his first MVP, and there's a lot of big things that came with this MVP. This was not a, a small MVP. So the three things to break down. First Denver Nugget to win uh, MVP. So that's pretty cool to put some some fun stuff in for Denver fans. First center since Shaq in 2000 to win an MVP. Uh, Shaq, 21 years later. 21 years later, wow. Shaq throwing out the, you brought the center back to the league. So that was a big shout out from Shaq, especially since they're not very similar players in that sense. So it was very, very big on Shaq because Shaq has been basically chirping centers for a very long time. So that's Absolutely. actually some pretty, pretty heavy words from Shaq. Uh, we've is. seen two years ago that Kobe Bryant challenged Nikola to get the MVP. Um, and now coming through. So it's a good homage to, to Kobe and, and the things he used to challenge players to. And he's also the, and this is the biggest one, the lowest pick to ever win an MVP. Round two, pick 41. MVP. MVP. The lowest before that, Phil. Giannis and Nash, round one, pick 15. Wow. 30 picks, more or less. Basically a full round. <laughs> Again, that, that just shows you how dominant players are in that first 15. Because it's never been past pick 15 has an MVP entered into it. It's always league. been a lottery pick. And now you have Nikola, round two, pick 41. A, congrats to whoever Denver Nugget. That guy, that man deserves a big raise and big lots of cash. Just send him lots. Yeah, whatever, whatever scout that was, just send him a lot of cash. Send him a lot of cash. Um, biggest so bonus possible absolutely really quite cool to see uh, again obviously a lot of big things happening for centers this year ben wallace the first undrafted um player to make the hall of fame ballot um, rudy gobert getting his third defense player of the year potentially going to be going for his fourth and maybe break the fifth might be the first one to do it a lot of big things for centers this week and uh, bead could have been honestly the other center to receive an MVP just didn't play as many games, but we're seeing him dominate. We're seeing the centers kind of come back into the league and for a long time, everyone like they're done. And now we have a dominant force of, of defensive big men, shooting big men, passing big men. And it's, it's, it's really fun for the game. Is uh, Adam Silver, uh, Leonardo da Vinci, because I feel like we bring it on the Renaissance. <laughs> I like it. Phil. Sorry, sorry. I have to try to pull that pun out. You know, oh, I, hey, just, I just thought of it on the spot. You, you, got, you got to do it when when it, when uh, inspiration trigger, hits. Right? You got to you got to pull it. So yeah, the, obviously though, uh, you know that was big year for Nikola. Now their Nuggets are down two nothing though, and the Suns are looking very strong. Um, mm. Chris Paul is as and I found this on Reddit as well, which is um, which is just incredible, Phil. Chris Paul mm -hmm. is seven games away from number three. An all-time total assists, seven games away. I don't know, probably seven assists away is probably what I meant to say. From all-time total assists, from being third, and he's not even in top fifty turnovers. Wow, that's an impressive stat. So that that's is a really impressive stat. Um, you know, you you had made a note there: fifteen assists, no turnovers. Which, if you're not a basketball fan, fifteen assists and no turnovers as the main point guard is with a hurt shoulder with a hurt shoulder it's well. just on it's just unheard of yeah. like mm -hmm. you're guaranteed as a point guard or anybody who dominates the ball most of the game you're expecting you're expecting two to three turnovers they happen tips happen but this man is has been doing it for a long time and he's just all his paths are clean and it's just showing up he's just 
affirming his goat position in the sense of of floor general and pass first type point guard and it's it's pretty fun to watch um phil what's what's kind of your thoughts on the this um series so far i think you've hit it well that Nikola Jokic won MVP, but I feel like it's all for naught the way the Nuggets have been playing. Um, Michael Porter Jr. has been hurt. Yeah. Um, I, one of the things I was listening to on one of the podcasts this week, I'm forgetting the name, but it was talking about how John Hollinger, who was the Memphis Grizzlies GM, they saw Michael Porter Jr. as an amazing talent, but he had the worst medical they've ever seen from a draft prospect. And I think it, it kind of holds through with what we've seen in Michael Porter Jr. is he's an amazing talent, but he gets injured all the time. We've we've talked about him extensively on the show, and he's a hell of a player, but the reality is the man gets hurt all the time. And Nikola really needs a second star to kind of help him and back him up to win this series. And I think the Nuggets are done. The way that DeAndre Ayton's played Jokic, he's really almost played him to a draw. He can't be played to a draw if the if the Nuggets are going to win. And the way the Suns have been playing in single coverage has been huge. Absolutely huge. It's just a matter of time before Jamal Murray's injury would, would show up against the team. Absolutely. And, and, and I think that's is. what you said as well. Yeah, you said as well, like with the, with the Trailblazers, the Trailblazers had the opportunity given how weak the backcourt is right now for the Nuggets. But the reality is, is that the backcourt of a Chris Paul and... Devin Booker is quite a differentiator. If if Reggie Jackson's a top twenty point guard, Composite's got to be a top forty. So yeah, I think and he's it really playing shows well. The difference. Hey, look, and he's playing as well. Great on him for stepping up and doing his best to be that that guy and, and stepping into it. Mm-hmm. But you know, you're up against Chris Paul. You're up against Donovan Mitchell. You're just he just doesn't have the play time or or the ability to to perform against guys like that. I mean, you got a guy yeah. doing 15 assists with no turnovers. Like that's a, it's gonna it's a hard team. They're an efficient team, and the Nuggets mm-hmm. just don't. I don't think. I, I don't think we see a sweep. I don't. I don't think that. I think they should win one. They should, should win, win one, one in Denver. Um, but especially with them, like uh, Michael Porter Jr. being hurt, that's that's a big blow. Um, yeah, that's that pretty much sums it up. I know we had said Austin Rivers has been playing well for the Nuggets, but again, he's not. You know, been a big enough spark um, to, to really push them past anything. Uh, no, but yeah, I would say not. That's it for, I would our... say the other thing, I would oh, yeah, say the other thing just to add is um, you're, you're mentioning kind of the turning point that happened in, in uh, the second game with leading on Gobert. Uh, there was a point where uh, Monty Williams, the Suns head coach decided to leave eight on with three fouls and he finished the game with three fouls. And that was very early into the first quarter. He had the ability to trust his player and continue going on with that momentum and not foul out of the game. Otherwise, if he takes out of the game, I'm sure Denver goes on a run and perhaps wins game two. And then we've got a 1-1 series. So I would say that's a big turning point as well. It is. It is. Phil, you're yeah, my East I, leader, I believe, unless you have anything else to sum up for them. No, no. Let's move on to the East. Uh, the East, as you kind of alluded, has not been as exciting as the West. I would say the East has been a little underwhelming with what we've seen. We just had game three tonight between the 76ers and the Hawks, and the 76ers did win that game. So with the 76ers winning the game, Embiid's been dominant. That's one thing that we can really see. I think when we talked last week, we were hesitant to to kind of commit on the series what we thought because he has a torn meniscus, or low we've been told, and here he's getting 35 and 35 and 35. Looks like he's healthy and okay, which is a good news for the for the 76ers. I think we're seeing an eclipse of Danny Green, my friend. His minutes have been dropping pretty heavy this uh, 
the series. He got hurt this game. He got oh, he did. Okay. Game. I was going to say yeah. four minutes. I knew his minutes were being declined, but okay. He did get hurt. No, he got he got hurt right in the first quarter when oh, I was watching the game tonight. Yeah. So he got pulled out, was limping. Something with a lower le- lower leg injury from what I could tell. I, I didn't really see the final report, but he he hobbled off. Okay. Um. So the, the 76ers bench to kind of come to play in this last game, they had 46 points. And they points. do have a deep bench. My goodness. They played well. They played really well. I've been really impressed with the 76ers. Their Corkmont's had, I think, 11 in the first quarter. He had, he was off to a really good start that really helped spark plug them and bring them forward. So I, I think that's going to be big for the 76ers to win the series. Uh, John Collins had a really good last game here. I think he shot about 71% this last bit. Trey's been really good, but they're starting to match size upon him. Yeah. And that's starting to make it a little bit more challenging for Trey. I think uh, we're going to probably see the 76ers win this series. Uh, my guess would be five or six, but we'll see what kind of happens. What's your thoughts on the series thus far? Yeah, I mean, you give credit to the the Hawks. They've they played really well, and they deserve to be in the seat that they're in. Trey Young's a real deal. Um, you can't mm-hmm. deny that. They just the 76ers are are the better team, and they were the, even I could you could argue last year they were the better team that just didn't perform, and this year you know, Joel, Joel has stepped it up and has now kind of been that guy to take over when they needed it. And yeah, I mean, the 76ers shouldn't lose this. Uh, Trey Young's, like I said, he's great, but he's going to have to average 40 to, to, to try to get by the, the 76ers. Or Bogdanovich has really they added some great, up. Yeah, Bogdanovich, they have a great team. I'm not, I'm not going to deny the team they have. I know a lot of people always say uh, Danilo is like toast, but he's a great player. I love Danilo. I think he's always he had a pretty good game. Yeah, 17 points. He's always been a good player. He's always getting a guy who's going to get you 15 to 20 consistent points. And consistent. When he's healthy. Yep. Um, they have a good team. I just, I like you said, the They're Hawks. The Hawks very much rely on Trey Young to be their guy, and the 76ers have multiple people who can be the guy when they need. If if Joel Embiid is having a bad night, there's multiple players off their bench that can step up. There's just like when you look at the mm-hmm. Hawks, and I'm looking at this team, I see all these people they put around Trey Young who are complementary players and great to score off ball and off Trey Young, but when Trey Young's not on the floor the Hawks don't have a solid offense mm-hmm. where you can well, take Joel trying. Embiid. Yeah, but who, who's they're like... They're trying, but they're still young. Bogdanovich yeah. is a, has had an amazing season. I think he's been a huge acquire from them. He was supposed to go to the Bucks in the offseason, but obviously that trade wasn't seen as proper and he ended up in Atlanta. Now that's a conversation for another day, but uh, I, I, I've been really impressed with him. He was really hot at the start of the game and then he just faded off closer to the end. Uh, John Collins was slow at the at the start and then really ramped up at the end of the game. It'll be interesting to see what they do with him in the offseason because he's up for a contract. So do they offer Max? Do they not? Do they try to match? Do they let him walk? Yeah, we'll it really see. depends. It really depends what they do. But I think the 76ers got this series. I, I think they'll walk through. Yep, as long as, you know, even Danny Green has an injury down is is a replaceable player off the 76ers bench. You can't say that for the Hawks and that, you know, as we know, when you get to the playoffs, it's all about how deep your bench goes because injuries are going to happen. You're playing hard, you're playing more minutes, you're playing back-to-backs quite often and every game counts. When you have someone like Dwight Howard and Matisse and George Hill, who are guys coming Mm -hmm. off the bench who would technically be starters for a lot of other, like, lower-seeded teams – you realize just how deep this team goes. Shake Milton. Um, I mean, this this team is deep, and they're going to be very Shake strong. Shake Milton won them game two. He ha- he was unbelievable in game two. He he was a massive spark plug for them. 
and Doc Rivers let him fly and let him go, and that was huge. Um, I think the other thing with the Danny Green injury, I think it may have been a blessing in disguise because they've been playing Danny Green on Trey Young, and that has not been a favorable matchup. And then it kind of forced them today to kind of change up their scheme and make it a little bit more friendly towards their bigger players. Because when you have Simmons, who's almost seven foot, and you have Harris, who's six eight, Joel, who's seven foot, you put on Tybal, who's six seven, and you've just got Seth Curry there. You've got massive wingspans covering the floor. That's a hell of a defense, really. Dwight still. Howard. I mean, look, you can't can't yeah. argue that he's still not a good good position and filler like defender. Mm-hmm. Like he's 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 still a solid player for for who he is. You know, well as we were just talking, one of the only other players on that list that's still active that has three defensive player of the years. You, yeah. you lose your step, you lose some athleticism, but you don't lose the IQ. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's an interesting series. And I think the next one here and the last one that we'll just chat, chat about today, Nets and Bucks. Yep. Uh, Nets could have easily been up 3 nothing. Uh, there were a couple plays there down the stretch. Joe Harris went 1 of 11 in game three. He didn't play a very strong game. Bruce Brown took 17 shots and he took two shots right at the end. I think there was a little bit of baiting similar to the Marcus Moore shot that was blocked by Rudy there for the Jazz series. Uh, and it was a rock fight. It was a recap of 90s basketball, 86-83. When I see that score and check back to it, I thought it was in the third quarter, but lo and behold, that is the end of the game. Nuts lose, Bucks win, and the Bucks are almost back in this series. Do you think they come back and win this thing, or do you think the Nets can wrap it up in five or six? Or what's your thoughts about it? As I've told and and will hold to, for the rest of my life, for the rest of this playoff series, if if someone gets up on the nets, it's over. You just got to get up. You have to get up. You have to get ahead of them. Um, they the Bucks have to win the next game, or it's over. Because if they don't, the Bucks because the Nets are going to come back strong. They're going to come back hard. They're going to come back with offensive fire firepower, and they're going to look to just score. If you as a team can stop that mentally, that's going to shift a lot of things for the Nets. I'm telling you, man, mm-hmm. that's a mental mentally weak team. And I'm not no disregard, no no shame to any of those players. I'm not trying to chirp them. They're, they're you know, but as a mentally team, as you've looked at like Kyrie and you look at Kevin Durant over their past and things like that, you get into their head. You you can you can make them start to miss shots. It's the only way you stop superstars like that. Because if you're not in their head, they're gonna drop forty on you. I I think Katie's too good. I, I think, think so too, good. but I, I I also think we talked about this. So mentally, it's a it's a mental aspect. It's the only way you can it shut Kevin Durant down. Sure. It's the only way you can I, shut him down. Look, look what, I think they won't. I do think the Nets still got this series. But I, look, I'm sticking Nets in five. Yeah. Oh, I oh, know. I am too. Unless the Bucks get up, I just if the Bucks win the next game, there's a chance. If they don't, it's all over. But look at when Kevin Durant was with Golden State Warriors and him and Draymond were getting at each other. Mm-hmm. That was regular season, though, right? I know. I'm. I'm just saying. There's. There's. Look at Kyrie and, and all the things with the Celtics mm-hmm. that have happened, and he wanted out. If you can get in their heads, and that's all I'm saying. It's not an easy thing to do because they're superstars and they're amazing basketball players. The only way you take down the Nets is is a mental game. And if you can get mentally into their head and get up, you got a good chance to to fight them. But uh, that's not an easy. I think the Bucks are too are too nice in a way. Yeah, they're I think not. PJ Tucker gives a little bit of spice to them, but. You kind of follow your leaders in basketball. Giannis it's not a gritty team. Are nice guys. It's not a gritty team. Exactly. It's not a gritty team, and I don't think they'll have a chance to 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 do it. Unfortunately, um, mm-hmm. but I do think that's the way you take the Nets down. It's the only way you get down is, is a mental game with them because you're not going to match them offensively. It's just no way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even hey, with James Harden out. Game four on Sunday. 
3 p.m. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens in this series. But I think that's all we got for playoff wrap-ups, and maybe we can do some NBA top Top shot. shots. All right. So for those of you, we're going to jump over to that, our last segment. Uh, let us know also what your thoughts are on the playoffs. I'd love to have them. Uh, but top shot. We're going to bring that up here. You're going to see that on your page here. This is a really fun thing that Phil uh, Phil introduced me to and one of my other friends, Chris, who uh, did one of our announcings for a game a couple weeks back. Top Shots is basically, think of it like card collecting, but digitally. I think that's the best way to describe it, right, Phil? I like collecting. You're yeah. holding an NFT. Yeah. So what, what came out today was, as you see, this uh, the 2021 NBA Playoff Series uh, release one. So this is the first time. And when we go to my... I believe my collections, we're going to go my packs and we're going to open up. And so basically you purchase a pack, you, you, um, and then you kind of open it up just like we're going to do right now. And there's three things per each one and we're going to see what we get. And, uh, this is, if this is your first time watching it, I'm excited for you to, to see what this is all about. And these are all new to us. We have no idea what's going to happen. Yeah. This is the first time they've done a playoff release and it's for this playoff. So when we open it up, we get, Oh, we have three things here. Phil, where am I going? Middle, left, right? Mm, let's go left. Left. Okay. So click the reveal. Who are we getting? Ooh, a dunk by Jackson, Jackson Hayes. Hayes. Nice pass from Ingram. Big dunk Boom. down the lane. I like that. For those of you that aren't listening in audio, I encourage you to come over to YouTube because it's very hard to explain these because they are NFTs. About the 44-minute mark. 44-minute <laughs> mark if you want to jump in at that time. Yeah. So basically, this is what it shows you. shows you the dunk. Shows you the final score of the game. It gives a little description, and uh, you can leave some other things. But right now, we're interested in what's going on. We're going to go to the right now. Phil's going to do his pack after this. Oh, okay. Here we go. Harrison Barnes, three pointer. Ooh, Ooh. little step back. Little step back. Ooh. That's Splash. a nice play. Harrison Barnes. I always, I always liked him. He's not what he used to be. But Very good glue guy. Very good glue guy. Really cemented himself as being a great guy. Ooh. It was a nice three. So it's just a little step back over. Uh, also, a fun player, fact for him. Yep. He last year he refused to shave until the uh, Kings got back to five hundred. Uh, <laughs> the Kings did not get back to five hundred, so he broke his promise. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, well, that's the, thank you for the fun fact. This, this is what Top Shots is all about: learning about things. Um, so mm-hmm. this last one here should be a playoff, as far as I know, because I think it's guaranteed one NBA playoff uh, pack. So let's see what we're getting here. An assist. From Marcus Smart against the Nets. Ooh, ooh. Okay. Oh. Oh, behind the back. Very nice. All right. So we have a a steal, a pass, a behind the back pass from Marcus Smart. Tristan Thompson. Tristan Thompson with a big dunk on the Nets. That's nice, man. That's a nice play. And that was the Boston Celtics win. The Boston Celtics win. I'm really happy with that. That's awesome. That was a great, great play. Okay, Phil. um, I'm going to have you share yours. Tell me what's up, and we'll we'll jump right into it. All righty. The screen is now shared, and I have it on Top Shot. Okay. You see. Yep. I was also looking up what NFT meant, and it's non-fungible token for those that are curious. <laughs> All right, so Phil's pack here. I'll let you kind of take it away, Phil. I get to pick your first one, though. Yes, you do. Where are we going? Oh, oh it came in with the music on this one. Did it happen? <laughs> here, do you want to hit the mute button in the top left? Uh, there we go. We're on mute. Okay. I can't hear you. I'm afraid that would be That's the okay. one fun fact here. So we're going to go with this one. Yeah, we're going right. Okay. 
Oh, so okay. We got a dunk. Kristaps Porzingis against nice, the Bucks. Ooh, all right, all right. I like it. Big dunk. Beautiful jam by Kristaps Porzingis That's against nice. the That's Bucks. Nice. Bam! Right on Brooke Lopez. Brooke Lopez looking slow, looking slow on that play. <laughs> Ooh, and then Kristaps that beautiful stare afterwards. And we're gonna work our way inside like the last one here too. Handles. All right, got we got Jalen Brown. Brown. Versus the Clipper or versus Brown the Lakers. For you. Okay. Ooh, a little behind the back. A little nice fancy little, lay in. A little laggy on our side. Taylor Horton Tucker, you ain't worth Kyle Lowry. Get out of this house. <laughs> That's Jalen Brown for you, ladies and gentlemen. All right, Beautiful Phil. Little highlight. Okay. Uh, our last playoff, one. Our playoff should be one. our playoff see. moment. Three pointer. Ooh, we got Ooh. a Jokic. Ooh. The steps into it. No doubt. That's nice. That is a nasty one. Just yeah. steps in. Good Look serial at the confidence number. on the big guy, eh? Good yeah, good serial number, number right? Nice, man. Nice. That's a good one. That's, dude, that's one to hold on to, Phil, for sure. Mm -hmm. All and, right. And our buddy Chris's favorite player, too. What more can we ask to end the night? That's great. Okay. Well, that is NBA Top Shots. We will do them whenever we get packs, which isn't every week. It's generally every couple of weeks we have our ability to get a pack. I hope you liked it. We love it. So we're going to add it in. Um, and we're just, we're super pumped to just be episode 12 and be talking playoffs. This is our fun. Um, we'd love to just have you give any, any response to any of our questions ever, if you want to. And uh, we look forward to see you all for episode 13 next week. Phil, sign us off. Thanks for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. Lucky number 13 next week. Let's see what brings it. Woo, peace. Peace.